Have you heard us say that insomnia comes from a fear of being awake at night only to realize that you're not afraid of being awake at night? What you're scared of is the day after. If so, this episode is for you. What a change had been so profound that I looked full at the problem in the face. Like, okay, insomnia, do your worst. I'm not running from you. I'm not going to be scared. It's just sometimes it's just so simple. Like the truth, the truth has to be simple. Otherwise, it's not the truth. I was so trapped in my head before. When I say my whole life changed, like my whole life changed. I'm Coach Daniel, and this is a Sleep Coach School. I really see so often that exactly this happens. If there's anything that drives insomnia more than the fear of being awake, it is the fear of the day after, or the fear of what will happen the next day. So glad you're here. Of course, sorry if this has happened to you, but glad you're here. And actually, you know, before you jump in here, I want to say that I know that we're asking a lot. I'm asking a lot. I'm asking you for a willingness to really take a look with that. Sometimes people share in the comment section that, hey, Daniel, like, why doesn't your channel have like a million subscribers? The reason I've come to see is that there are actually few people who are, are as courageous as you are. There are few people who are brave enough to really take that look inside. And no judgment. Like, it is very, very difficult. And for all those other people out there who haven't arrived where you are yet, you know, I can just deploy empathy and hope that one day they will find it within themselves because courage really leads where we want to be. Do a little preamble there. But anyway, again, what I hear so often as I as I teach around insomnia and teach that it's a really an ongoing self-perpetuating struggle that comes from the fear of being awake. And a lot of people say, listen, Daniel, like I'm actually not scared of being awake at night. That part is okay, but I'm afraid of the day after. I'm afraid of, of you know, the next day. And then said person may you know, expand on that and share that the reason they're scared of it the next day is that they feel exhausted, like completely drained, you know, or very, very scared, frazzled, anxious, you know, or or more like the hopelessness, sadness, the crying, or maybe the physical experiences like, you know, the shaking, the uh, the dizziness, the vomiting, the nausea, you know, the burning skin and things of this nature. And in light of that, of course, it is not hard to see how one can be really scared of not sleeping when the day after not sleeping is a truly difficult, miserable experience. And so, you know, when somebody tells me this, I should say, in a coaching call, you know, in some type of coaching situation, I've come to use a thought experiment that I think is really, really helpful, which, you know, I want to share with you. And so I'm going to share the, the experiment with you, and then we're going to see why it can be so helpful. So what I would like you to do is imagine a person. Imagine taking a random person who's you know never struggled with sleep, just a, a random person, and keeping this random person up for 24 hours, and then asking this person, how do you feel? Okay? So again, we've kept a random person up. We are going to ask them how they feel. And let's think about what this person will say, right? It's the day after, and most likely this person will say, I feel tired, sleepy, foggy, you know, it's, I can't really concentrate the same way I typically do. And th this to me is, is a very like response again, like tired, sleepy, foggy. But here's the thing, here's the, the, the real eye opener to me comes when we imagine 
what this person will not say. So again, we've kept a random person up for 24 hours. And what is it that they will not say when we ask them how they feel? This person will not say, I feel this tsunami of dread, you know, just coming over me. I feel like my world is about to end. I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm crying, I'm panicking. And so when we see this, when we see that, okay, this person that we kept awake for a whole night, they actually don't tell us this then what does this teach us? Or what does this, like this entire thought experiment, I should say, what does that teach us? Well, I think it really teaches us two things. The first thing is that sleeping less in and of itself, regardless of how we think about that or interpret that, that actually makes us tired, you know? That makes us tired. And I point this out because there's no point in trying to deny this. Like sometimes people are like, hey, Daniel, are you denying that, well, you know, not sleeping has any effect on us? Not at all absolutely does. You know, this is the truth. It does affect us. It makes us tired. No question about that. But I think the second point is the one that really matters. What truly matters the day after sleeping little is not exactly how many hours we slept, but it is what we think that means. It's the internal narrative, the story we tell ourselves, that's what truly, truly matters. In other words, if we sleep little and we think that means something it is wrong with us. We're broken. This means we're never going to sleep again. We're different from other people. Then that, that will make us feel scared, anxious, hopeless, and have all these physical manifestations of emotions. So again, what truly matters to me is not how many hours we slept, but the, the meaning we ascribe to it. Now, often when I share this, there, there can be some objections to that. And I, I as Jimison, I want to mention kind of the two most common objections here. And the first one is this one that, you know, hey, Daniel, like th this may be true for one night, right? But if you have back-to-back -back sleepless nights, this is a different thing. This is a different story. And what I often actually say then is that there are people who have voluntarily kept themselves up for a long time. A quote-unquote world record holder, I mean, this is not like an official title or anything, but back in, I believe this was the 60s, Randy Gardner set out to try to Stay, stay awake for as long as possible. And back in those days, it was, I think it was fairly common to have these type of like competitions where you saw who, who stay awake the longest. And he, you know, the, the data out there suggests that he was awake for 11 days. I don't believe that is possible without having some micro sleep in there, but he was, let's say, mostly awake for 11 days. And when you read about his experience, there was actually no emotional component at all. He was actually functioning quite well. He beat his like um, like the sleep researcher in some board game after many, many sleepless nights. And uh, he, he felt tired, but he didn't feel exhausted, anxious. He, he didn't feel depressed, sad, anything like that. So I think even when it comes to like back-to-back -back nights of little sleep, that need, of course, can make us tired. But the, what truly, truly matters is, is not that we're tired. It's, it's the interpretation of the night. Even, even after many nights of sleeping little, you can feel tired without any of those emotional experiences. Another objection is this one, like, well, after years of insomnia, you can't just ignore a sleepless night. And my answer to this one is that this is true. This is very, very true because it has been a battle. It's been a struggle. It takes time before we think about a sleepless night differently. It takes time before we see this as kind of a defeat or evidence that something is wrong with us, right? So to that objection, I don't disagree with that one. I just say it can take time before, you know, thought habits, if you will, change. Now, finally here, one thing that may come up as you hear this is, okay, Daniel, well, you say that 
it's the meaning we ascribe to sleeping little that matters. Well, what is the meaning? What is the meaning of a sleepless night? And to me, the answer is there is no hidden message or meaning. It doesn't, it doesn't actually mean anything. It has no meaning. It is just something that happens when we humans are rattled. When we humans have been rattled, frazzled, scared, we sleep a little. But it has no other meaning. It just means we were scared that time. Furthermore, when you are here, when you are, are brave and you take this journey to and looking inside, then, you know, that fear, that fear that keeps us awake, the fear of the next day, the fear of being awake, you know, the fear of fear, all that fades away and peace becomes a new reality. And thanks to your courage and bravery for being here. And with that said, I want to say, if you are finding your path to where you want to be, if you feel at this point, things are getting easier for you, that is wonderful. And please let us know. On the flip side, if you are feeling alone in the struggle, if you have no sense of direction, you don't know where to go next, you're bewildered, puzzled, then please head over to us, to our, to our website, thesleepforschool.com. Check out our coaching options. You can schedule a one-on-one -on -one call with a coach, someone who's been where you are and has left the struggle, or you can sign up for Bedtime, our app where you can work one-on-one -on -one with a coach in text-based uh, in a text-based approach, or you can uh, join our Home Immunity program where we have a group coaching approach. And I think this is really, really helpful for someone who has been having more of an emotional struggle because sharing our emotions, sharing the journey can be so helpful. Seeing that we're not alone can help so, so much. So uh, if we see you on the inside, we'll look forward to seeing you there. Uh, if I see you here in, in our uh, free content, we'll look forward to seeing you here as well. I'll conclude here and look forward to seeing you again. Bye-bye. That was all for today. I hope you found this episode really eye-opening. And if you're looking for something more tangible, then head over to our website, thesleepcoachschool.com, and you'll find several coaching options where our teachings can be contextualized for you personally. If you decide to join, we look forward to seeing you on the other side.